0: Hello, everyone. Welcome. Hi welcome. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to Beyond Small Talk every Thursday at the four o'clock hour. Hi, everyone. Welcome. My name is Jackie Janik. I'm a women's empowerment coach helping women uncover their purpose and define their own path in the world. And today, yes, you are watching Beyond Small Talk. I am so honored and excited to have our co-host. She's a second time offender. She was on our second episode. Her name is Danielle Fontes. Her hand is at Danny Dare. She's on already. Ooh, yay! So, uh, real quick again, at Danny Dares. Danny, um, raised in New York, currently daring in Chicago. She's a curator of conversation, connection, experiences, music, and vibes. And today our topic is called She Dares. Oh, so excited. Let's get her on. One second. Oh, I can't wait. Again, repeat offender. She's a beautiful co-host, and we're so excited to have her back on. Hi. Hi. Hey. How are you? Good.
1: Oops. How are you?
0: Good. I know I'm having a little technical difficulties, but yeah, just all really is good
1: here.
0: Okay. Yeah. Get all adjusted because we are going in today. We are going in, and just we thank you are. so much for showing up today and being a second repeat offender co-host on yeah, Beyond small talk thank you me
1: again
0: anytime you are always welcomed so let's just jump in like let's do let's it jump in so what well how are you feeling today how are you
1: i i feel i feel like i'm good i feel centered i had speaking of conversations i had a good day of in-depth conversations yesterday with you ladies with another group of friends that I have. So now that all of that has settled in i feel i feel good i feel like i filled back some layers yesterday that are good for me so Mm.
0: here we are and it's interesting you said all through conversation so again today we're talking about she dares having those conversations that Mm -hmm. are uncomfortable that um you may feel like can get a bit uneasy Mm -hmm. maybe some people could get a aggressive back at you mm-hmm. or it might end up into arguments or like not a fun place that you want to go right. and but but the reward from having them and not only with others but with yourself are you exactly. ready to have those talks with yourself exactly exactly and that's
1: um, the thing i think when i was thinking about uncomfortable conversations i'm thinking what's the range there is a huge range so i love that you talked about the conversations you have with yourself to the conversations you have with other people and that that discomfort can look like so many things it can look like aggression it can look like being vulnerable it can look like all all of that (laughs) at the same time so i'm excited to see where this conversation our conversation right now goes because it it can go in a variety of ways
0: Completely, and so people know for Beyond Small Talk. One is called co-host because we're having that kind of conversation. It's not mm-hmm. like an interview. It's and Beyond Small Talk. We're all about like going to those places, and um, I call it uncomfort- joyfully uncomfortable. <laughs> and I think what um, is really beneficial is that we both put ourselves in those situations. Mm-hmm. So again, if you're listening to this, we're we're the type of people that actually purposefully (laughs) put ourselves in these conversations with other people and ourselves Mm -hmm. and what do you get out of it? Like why do you why even do that to yourself?
1: Well you mentioned it already. You said like what's on the other side of it? What's the benefit or what's the what's the reward of going there? I know like so the conversation I had with the first group of friends yesterday, we just we had an open discussion about fear and our relationship with fear. And you know we've we've been in these conversations. They can go they can go to level one, they can go to level five, level seven, level ten. And because of my personality and the work we've done, i I told my friends I'm used to I'm pretty comfortable with maybe about a level seven i'm I'm pretty self aware about things. I'll talk about emotions, past things, all of that. But then we got to the level eight or nine and it 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 was it was it felt weird and it felt I don't want to keep using the word uncomfortable, but there was discomfort there. But once you're open, like I was, when we even started having the conversation, I said, you know what, let's do it. Let's go, let's go there. That's my theme right now. Let's do it. Let's go there. Because I know that once I push through that from the experience of past situations, that the person that I am on the other side of it, the, the assuredness I have, the, the certainty I have, the more alignment I have, it just, it's so much more tangible And I feel much more certain of myself in a way that I can now face the next level of whatever that looks like with myself or with other people. And it just there's something about that you can't like it's non-negotiable at that point. It's just it's it's a feeling that I, I enjoy and I really, really am happy about it. And it's not just with age, but with age and these kind of conversations, I feel the maturity that I've gotten over time,
0: which feels really, really cool. Yes. Yes. I think if people, if women understood what you got on like the other End of it, I always say, like, what's my ROI? You know, what's yeah. my return on this investment of being uncomfortable? Like you said, I also like how you gauge your uncomfortable conversations and kind of you know a little bit what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, when you're in the conversation, and it also depends on both the people you're having that conversation and what sure. type of you know topic. So, I like to relate it when I'm in Beyond Small Talk for everyone knows we also have an in person, well virtual in-person group <laughs> where there's a small intimate group of us where it's really um, comfortable, you feel safe, you don't yeah, feel exactly. judged and to get into those topics of like and I'm talking like not just deep secrets but honest feelings and mm-hmm. the, like, bringing up fears and shames and all that um, is one area and then there's other times when I get into these conversations for example with my mother <laughs> and talking about like the current political environment mm-hmm. where it's no longer uncomfortable it goes to like heated <laughs> really right. fast and it's like how do we start to or if you have an example like how do we show up for these conversations so well, first I you have actually, to kind of decide you want to get into them right like okay right. I'm willing to I'm willing and open and aware to, that if I have this kind of conversation on these topics there will be growth at some mm-hmm. level right um but how the next phase is like how do you show up for them
1: so i think you you keep showing up that's the thing it's like mm-hmm. we we keep showing up we you and i have been having these conversations for 10 years so today it's much easier for us to just be like oh yeah i talked to a therapist i do this say all these things that are not a big deal anymore but i can remember the first time i was in a conversation our one of our first circles and You know, you have to, like you said, establish that safe space. But in this last, you know, these last few months, there have been conversations that have not been safe spaces. And I've had to have conversations with myself about, okay, well, how willing am I to to get involved in these conversations? And what I've noticed is that I've been paying attention to how I shied away from or how I was showing up or not showing up in those conversations before for a variety of reasons one, not feeling safe, two, not thinking my voice or my opinion or my perspective mattered enough, um, or just kind of not being in the mood or having the emotional or the mental bandwidth for it. So I think, like you said, first we have to decide that we want to be a part of those conversations. And I think too, we also have to come in, not with an armor, but also with, there has to be a boundary. There has to be some kind of, like you have to kind of give your yourself your own safe word, I think, because there are conversations mm-hmm. As much as i've been pushing myself to be a little more uncomfortable there are situations that i'm not willing to be a part of or if it gets to a specific place like if i'm having a conversation that gets too aggressive or too combative or too much of a debate and that's not what i'm interested in or it's not the time or the place for it there's a way to back out there's a way to bow out gracefully and say this is how about we set aside a time for this how about we cool down because i've also learned being emotional and not to confuse that with being vulnerable but being emotional isn't always the time to have those uncomfortable conversations because that can change the conversation in a way that's (laughs) not necessarily favorable so you know there there are all these variables that I think are important so I, I think it takes practice like anything else I think it takes practice
0: hundred percent and it's not saying that these um uncomfortable conversations get any less uncomfortable it's nope. like you either go uh and another level of the topic and it's and and for everyone listening we'll go on some of the topics we're just yeah. sitting you know Danny and i are laying the groundwork for you of like how to get into these conversations mm-hmm. and why to do so how to show up for them and now it's like what Uh, like what are you willing or able or I like how you say to have the bandwidth to talk about Mm -hmm. so have um let's get into it what conversations like what any uncomfortable conversation has been popping up in your life
1: the range right so I told you about the small group that I have that we've been meeting once a week at this point so we've been meeting once a week and honestly those conversations can go up Yesterday, we met for five hours Never planned to go that long, but it went for five hours. So we ended up talking about pulling back some of the layers of, you know, you you talk about fear or you always think you have an agenda and it almost always goes back to your family, always goes back to parents and childhood memories and all those things. And thankfully we've established this safe space that we've had to explicitly share. We have your back, we are here, We trust that none of this stuff will ever be shared like those kind of agreements first of all Mm -hmm. to create the container and we've talked about it we've talked about family we've talked about relationships money all these things that are like these taboo conversations now and we've been friends since 2014 we're in 2020 we now know each other in such a different and more intimate and such a different depth of a level because now we're having conversations that we didn't have before we knew each other's past boyfriends girlfriends we knew where each other lived we knew those things before but now we have each other's backs so like if you know like when if we become like each other's honorary aunties and uncles we know we know like that person at a different level we understand them differently we know if someone if they're just not themselves we know we just we know things differently about them now we're much more intimately connected which is cool
0: and i actually had
1: a diff, like a different kind of conversation because that's on the vulnerable side. a uh, friend of mine, so in the you know in the past few months we've had a lot of racial un- unrest and a lot of tension amongst even friends, you know, friends, family, mm-hmm. coworkers, all of that. And I had a um, a coworker, a coworker and friend reach out to me one day and say, "Hey, so he wanted to participate in, in the idea of supporting black businesses and he is not black. So he reached out to me and he said, you know, I really, if, if I can get your opinion and I appreciate that he did ask to. hey, can I ask you a question and kind of gave me the in or out if I wanted to participate or respond. And that's, that's, I think also important. Hey, you know, or do you have the space for this right now? Cause I don't know what you're doing with your, in your space when we start talking, right? So he <laughs> creates the space. I agree. Cause again, I'm always down. I said, Hey, you can ask the question. I don't know if I have the answer. Cause that's, that's a fair, I had no idea where he was going and he said, Hey, so I went to, um, I went to support a business and I was the only non-black person there. And I thought about you and I wondered, how do you navigate these spaces when you're the only or the minority? And Mm. I just, in that moment, I felt really seen. Like I felt it was comforting for him to even acknowledge that because I've been used to being the minority or the only since I was in 10th grade. So I've learned the code switching I've learned I've learned how to navigate but I've also I think in ways and not think I know that I will also will shrink at times because I am the minority and it's like oh well I don't know if that's appropriate I don't know if they will understand I don't know if that's acceptable in this environment so for him to ask me that question just it helped me feel validated in my experience and there was an opportunity for us now to have a dialogue that we both we both benefited from I got to share what does that look like for me and I think it helped him not understand just me, but any other black minority, whatever friends he has, what that looks like. And now he understands that on a a deeper level. So it was, that was a conversation that I applaud him because he had to be uncomfortable in that situation and in that conversation. But for him to say it and to go there and to reach out and actually do something, I was impressed, I won't lie. I I was impressed and very comforted by that. And I just feel like we got to connect on a different level doing that too, having that conversation.
0: Right. And if more people were willing to do that, because I always said it's, you know, it's really hard to hate close up, you know, Mm -hmm. like if you lean in and not saying like he hate but like you know what I'm saying. But like for people who don't know each other just because yeah, race is like a very obviously hot topic, especially Mm -hmm. with the political climate and, you know, the vice president woman, Mm -hmm. um, who is black. And now I'm hearing the conversation, the narrative on the media on like, is she really black? And, you know, those kind of things where I'm like, you have to be willing to get in it to have that conversation Mm -hmm. to bring it up and have the intent behind it that I'm going in there as like I'm open it sounded like he was open and willing and wanted to learn and to acknowledge that he sees you because I've also had similar conversations with my husband my husband is black and has been one of the only black people in a room for a really really long time since Mm -hmm. he was in I believe like kindergarten okay and he has some of the same um, answers that you did, learning how to navigate a room um and and not being able to be you, yeah essentially right so i I heard you say that shrink like that word mm-hmm. that in a conversation that you have to shrink, and I think color and also gender as a mm-hmm. woman um that using our voice has not always been accepting accepted. accepted. Right. still today in the political climate that we're trying to shun a woman's voice and use words as nasty and things like Mm -hmm. that when she's just expressing like who she's who she is and her point of view so we always have speak even when your voice shakes
1: man that has been a game changer for me it really really has been like I so back like anyone who's known me since I was little I've always. I used like when I was younger I was really really shy people don't like to believe it but I was I was really shy whenever I had to speak in front of a group I would cry it like I would cry in presentations in performances all of it all the time
0: you would never know now you would never ever know
1: but I I still know and I still have those feelings but it's like when I Mm. start to hear my own voice shake is when Mm. I'm like oh no people can tell I'm nervous and that used to be the moment when I would start to cry because I'm like oh the jig is up everyone knows now I would crumble So now, like, seeing that and just having the permission to, okay, maybe that's a vulnerable moment, maybe it's a a sensitive topic, but keep going, keep going, because it doesn't matter, because just because you're being vulnerable, or your voice is shaking, doesn't mean what you're saying matters any less, and I've I've had moments where I'll feel it, and I think I felt it just now a little bit, and I'm like, oh, girl, okay, just, just keep pushing, or drink water, take a deep breath, whatever it is, but... It's important like that's a big it's been big for me and i I think it's a big moment right now that we're having
0: oh a hundred percent and it just you know recently happened to me in my work environment mm. where I felt you know from coworkers um you know being spoken down to, being accused of completely crazy things. And, you know, again, feeling a bit bullied around it. And I know it's a big word to use, but it, it's real and it happens. And mm-hmm. I'm an adult and it happens to adults too. So <laughs> yeah. I felt this, you know, it happens to adults. Not yeah. uh, It's not just in like the playground, like adults do it to adults. Um, women do it to women, which, you know, I mm-hmm. always really, you know, that's another conversation about like, do women really support women? Like, and what does that look like, right? Right. Do we all really respond each other? Eh, And again,
1: all of that's a choice. So I started Mm -hmm. watching, again, just like where have you found your own discomfort? I started watching a or did an online training for diversity inclusion because I was like, okay, well, I understand diversity and inclusion because I am a minority. But what does that look like beyond my experience? And how Mm -hmm. do I better equip myself to not only see it, but to identify it you know, more accurately, and and I guess in a a bigger system, and then also address it and be a solution, you know, like we have to be solutions. Mm -hmm. We can't just keep complaining about things. And it was interesting because I learned, they had a whole um, segment about unconscious bias. And it's funny because if you really think about it, we all have some unconscious bias, whether we realize it or not. Well, that's the point of unconscious, you know, but (laughs) it's, it's so simple. It can be as simple as like, um it can be as simple as someone you see someone with curly hair versus someone with straight hair and and it doesn't matter what gender that person is what color shirt they're wearing none of that matters but you can have a response or you can have a thought you can have a judgment about that person immediately because part of the way we you know part of the way we navigate is we take in information and we respond accordingly and and that just opened my eyes to and not to not to excuse anyone who who is consciously hating someone else not to excuse that at all right but at the same time further understanding how some of these you know the microaggressions the things that happen very sleight of hand very s- simple things can happen over time and just create these dynamics where the tension goes further and further apart and then you start bringing in people's own experiences and things like that, like you're saying, you, it's harder to hate up close if you've never had a black friend, if you've never had a gay friend, if you've never had, you know, like if you've never had experience mm-hmm. with these people, these lifestyles, these cultures, and these influences. There, there, that there's that divide, and it's harder to, it is harder to bridge that gap. So I think part of, you know, these conversations are what are helpful in bridging some of those gaps.
0: Oh, 100%. And even, you know, how you were saying, creating that container. So I know a friend is on here, and we were having one of those conversations around unconscious biases. And Mm -hmm. we both have feel like we're, you know, pretty progressive and opened and have, uh, you know, amongst different communities and Mm -hmm. things like that. And a few years ago, and you know, I was comfortable enough to, like, have this conversation with her because you're saying create that container as one space so you're able to open up because some of these thoughts, these unconscious thoughts that then you realize that you just had it, for me has felt to have been shameful and also, like, judging on myself, like, what am I, such an idiot? I'm mm. 44 years old. Mm-hmm. And I'll say it out, and I'll saying one example. Uh, about two years ago, I was working, and um, it, my company is very uh, – my day job is very uh, – culturally diverse Mm -hmm. and there was a young girl I'm quite friendly with and she's Indian and heard there was kids coming around taking candy and someone I gave someone candy they gave it back and I went don't be an Indian get I almost said, because I'm 44, when I was a child in kindergarten, Mm -hmm. one of those things that was always said was don't be an Indian giver, Mm -hmm. like a bulb, bulb went off in my head and I said, what the frick am I saying? And what have I been taught my entire time in elementary school?
1: And isn't that wild that there are phrases like that and other things, some of them we don't even know the origin of, but are offensive. And we, may not know or do the due diligence to find out or figure it out they're like they're they're just like a whole
0: bunch of there's tons like, like all the time and i know people are like yeah. oh you're being so sensitive this is like so on um, pc of you blah 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 and i'm like all right okay fine there's some where i'm like okay or whatever but like that specific sentence that i was mm-hmm. going to say and now that i think about it more and more and look at the i was like that's just wrong like wrong at every level, wrong yeah. in like history, like wrong, but what I've been taught. So that's where I'm feeling like even approaching people to have these conversations, especially amongst people, you know, I am 10 years older than you. And what we've learned and been ingrained in us is like, you don't even challenge it. Like you don't mm-hmm. even like. Bring it up, and I was like, No, these are worth those conversations. And again, saying, How do we have them? And I think we both come up with the first thing is creating that container of people you feel safe, yeah. Um, to even start opening your mind and thinking different ways than what we've been, you know, taught. So, mm-hmm. and open allow- up our unconsciousness mm-hmm. into becoming more conscious,
1: yeah. And that's the thing, it's being more conscious we're seeing this awakening, this this confrontation of what has been okay because no one stepped up to do anything about it and we're, where we are as a result. So now if we take the time and put in the effort to do more and hold ourselves accountable as well. Cause mm-hmm. you know, it could be, I could be like, well, I'm black, I get what diversity is, but that doesn't mean that my experience is the same as someone else's experience. I would be just as guilty if I don't uh, challenge myself and, and also learn, how to better to be an ally for somebody else, some other group or you know like or or even share from my experience to someone who doesn't understand my experience because that's part of it too is in the the cross racial conversations it was like well i don't feel like being the spokesperson for black people because my experience isn't everybody's experience, and it's like i don't know like i just didn't have i didn't have the i don't know if the confidence is the right word i didn't have the I just I didn't trust my perspective enough in certain situations I wouldn't speak up and again I've been the only woman the only black person and the only black woman in so many scenarios and would just not just not say anything because I didn't I didn't want to put myself in in a in a situation to be looked at any more harshly or or deeply Mm -hmm. you know like it's it's easier to fit in because it's like oh well I I fit in enough so why do I want to ruffle feathers at this point so and it's but who is that, who is that helping? That's not helping the entire group move forward or be more progressive or understand better if if I don't say something. And I'm not saying I have to say something all the time, you pick your battles. Cause there are times where, you know, I have learned to pick my battles, but also learning when can you push a little more? When can you st- uh, step up and, and speak up a little more?
0: For sure, even speak even when your voice shakes, right? even when your voice shakes. Keep
1: doing it.
0: Yeah, because it takes practice and your voice matters. Mm -hmm. And, you know, being in those conversations, just like, Um, you know, hearing you speak, I'm so intent, like, listening to all your words, because I just love your insight, but I remember in our last conversation, you talked about um, being in a restaurant, and Mm -hmm. one table, you know, it's the same environment, you know, everyone's listening to the same music, Mm -hmm. eating the same type of food, having maybe even the same waitress, and they can be at different tables, and, you know, one's getting engaged, one's getting dumped, one is, like, celebrating this, (laughs) one is just, like, life sucked, you know, like, You could all be in that, but have different experiences and perspective. So when we get in these conversations, we use our voices. We can share what this Mm whole. I love that (laughs) comparison that you did. That uh, analogy you did that was just so great. About it,
1: that is because I've thought about that example again. Like that is that is the experience that so many of us have had, where we we could be in a meeting with twelve different kinds of people from in all different kinds of backgrounds and all having different experiences. And I've had conversations with past coworkers, past friends, where we've kind of dissected some of those conversations of remember that day when this happened and you and like we, we didn't maybe at the time we didn't talk about it because um so like there's there, an example. Uh I was in a situation where a gentleman was upset and it was always my job being an event in hospitality to um Come and defuse the situation and find whatever the solution is. And I went to this gentleman and he was, just, he was not having it with me. He just, he wasn't. And I, you know, I did every, I did the tools. I did the things to figure out what he needed and figure out how to be the solution for him. And he just, he wasn't having it. So I went to a coworker and I said, hey, this person is just, it's not working out well for you. How about you go and see if you can help him? And in that moment, I said, he might respond differently to you. And again, in that moment, I don't know if he's upset because he's upset. I don't know if he's um, not taking well to me because I'm a woman, because I'm Black, because I look young, whatever the scenario is, who knows? Mm. He could be having a bad day. I don't know. But when I told my coworker that, I'm having all of those thoughts. And I don't know if my coworker said, okay, well, maybe Danielle's having a hard time because who, he, he might not have had to think about that because he never had to. And we never talked about it later, because again, I don't want to be the Oh, well, he was mean to me because I'm a black woman. I didn't want to mm-hmm. do that because I was also in that point frustrated with the whole situation. And then it was funny because my coworker came back and said, Okay, well, he's fine now. And in my head, I was like, okay, well, you know, you're a white male, like, you have a different mm-hmm. response to people. And it's not it's not that people are always racist, it can be a again, a variety of things with this mm-hmm. level of bias we have and whatever. But I had a very different experience in that scenario than he did. And he will probably never, he will, he doesn't have to think about that. So we've had some of those conversations of like, hey, remember that scenario? Well, I think that guy wasn't feeling me because of this. But again, I don't know that. And in the moment, it wasn't even, in that moment, it wasn't appropriate to have that conversation. But now we can, or we could have had it at the end of the day or something like that. So yeah, it's, we we are having different experiences, and it's it's tricky because you're like, "Well, I was there. That person wasn't <laughs> being mean to you. They were rude to right. all of us." And it's like, that's not always true. It's right. it's not always true, and these conversations help us just be more aware in those scenarios for sure.
0: Right, and just more, you know, not maybe not exactly yours, but just having some kind of like um, compassion or understanding mm-hmm. that maybe. Who knows? He, like you said, he could range from, like, the biggest a-hole ever to maybe, like, he just had someone, like, die on him. Like, you just don't know Who these knows? conversations, right? right? And we could create stories in our head and all those things. But just, you know, ha- just having the talk around it just makes people aware that people are going through different things at all times and you just don't know everything. Right. Um, and it's all okay. But as long as keeping up the awareness around these things. Right. Um, and help it for any of our listeners. I want to like encourage you. First, feel free to ask us any questions.
1: Yeah, that, questions and would we be can fun. ask.
0: We love questions.
1: That, I see Jess in here. I see Kim in here. Some fun friends in here
0: yeah well feel free ask a question and I want to encourage everyone on and everyone listening in the future um Danny what would you suggest like a question to ask them do they have something that they want to talk to someone else about that's maybe been pent up or do they want to ask themselves a question and having these dialogues with yourselves is just as important too whether we go out like I like to literally talk to myself. So when I'm in the (laughs) car, I'm just talking away to myself, right? (laughs) And now with these things, you never know who anyone's talking, right? Or other people, when they have those conversations, tend to journal it out. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have any tips? Like, how would you, any tips for the listeners to be like, this is how to start a conversation or maybe, yeah, go ahead. Any tips?
1: Honestly, I think the first step is paying attention. So there's, we can go through a day and just go about our lives be doing whatever we're doing so focused on the next cup of coffee the next meeting the next email the next this the next everything that we're just not actually even paying attention and i remember when i was going uh to my therapist in new york he the home i would always ask for homework because i like homework he'd say i want you to pay attention and i was like that's dumb homework like "I i want to do something but he's like i want you to pay attention like just pay attention to People around you, pay attention to how you react, pay attention to things that make you feel a way, think, to pay attention to your thoughts. So now I think, okay, now I'm much more aware where I'm paying attention to dynamics, I'm paying attention to um, how coworkers respond to other coworkers, paying attention to how friends respond to each other, paying attention to if I'm watching a commercial what what did I assume about the people in the commercial you know just anything like that like paying attention has been an eye-opening experience because there are so many things happening around us that we are not realizing and you can live in your own bubble if you want to and be like yeah you know we live in a post-racial America where this isn't happening or you know gay people have rights to get married so everything's fine now and it's like that's not yes and that's all not completely true people are still having challenging experiences people are still going through things and things things are happening so i think paying attention is the first thing and i think in if there was a question to start the conversation i can't think of a specific question but i would say to to remember the difference between a debate and a discussion i got like into mm. paying attention i've been watching people in the facebook comments because it's a spiral that's hard to get out a of.
0: debate and discussion. That's really nice. So, uh, Kimberly does have, did put a comment in here, mm-hmm. you know, enjoying this combo. Thank you. Currently dealing with an awkward friend situation and we're mm-hmm. having the conversation this Sunday. So I'm crossing mm-hmm. my fingers about how it will go. And that's a good point. Debate versus discussion. Like, you know, how does she want to show up to the conversation? Mm hmm. And that's, that's the long. thing is
1: you can go into these conversations and sometimes people have not an agenda in a malicious way, but you're like, I believe that I'm right. And I'm going to prove to you why I'm right. And that's not going to get us to understand each other. If I'm just listening to the point to debate about, or just here to prove that I'm right and point my, prove my point I'm missing, or I'm, I'm probably not really listening to the, what you're saying and the opportunity to learn something. Do I have to agree with everything you say? No. Do I have to understand everything you say? Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. But the least we can do is listen to each other. And that's what's been tricky is that everyone is not listening as much as we are talking. And that's problematic.
0: (laughs) Right. And as you say, listen is like actively listen. So I think a lot of people listen to just respond Mm -hmm. versus you know, listen to actually listen. And I think part of like an actual, like for Kimberly, like this discussion is, I love your, first of all, uh, debate versus discussion, Mm -hmm. such a gem. Everyone should really keep that in the mind, like when they're having this um, debate versus discussion. And also how do you actively listen, you know, and acknowledge someone's feelings, like how you had that conversation with um, your friend and he acknowledged you and you were seen. Mm-hmm. So, and also that, I feel like that, that could, if it gets a bit heated, it diffuses. When people are seen and felt mm-hmm. seen and heard, it kind of diffuses and can move from a debate to a discussion.
1: Right. And
0: let's see, the um, millennial
1: she, in motion
0: said something. Uh, the millennial was a co-host. She's wonderful. Let's nice. See what, what did she say? Sometimes, so sometimes people, people tend to- sorry, go ahead.
1: Uh, sometimes people tend to not think about things from others perspectives I agree with that how do you handle situations with individuals who can't imagine how others feel or like you said might not pay attention that's a good question because that is that's that's where you have this sliding scale of does that person want to pay attention because I've been in conversations too where I'm offering a perspective and And I, I am very deliberate about being a person who can think from other people's perspectives and communicate across different, communicate to different people. Like that is something I take, I take very seriously. And I've been in conversations with people who didn't want to understand anything other than their perspective. And to be honest, that's where I've offered my piece. I did my part and I stepped away from it. Because you're not going to win every conversation. And not not that it's about winning, but you're not going to convince everyone. You're not going to change everyone's heart in in a moment. That's just the reality. If someone has spent 34 years of their life learning one thing, today is not going to be that day. But you can keep (laughs) having those conversations. That might be the gateway conversation to the next Mm -hmm. person or your next interaction or them just paying attention more often, or who knows what? So you, we keep doing it, but if you know if they if they can't or they won't and they don't want to, <laughs> I will gracefully bow out.
0: But yeah, sometimes the best conversations is the one not had, right? Like if they just not available, maybe they're not available, Michelle. Maybe, you know, and like you said, it's a gateway conversation. Maybe mm-hmm. it might take 20 or 30 of them. And I felt like that with, a, with, um, you know, my mom, it takes a lot of conversation and a lot of just discussion for her mm-hmm. to even just move that needle a little bit to maybe not agree with something, but at least right. be open to the concept. I was it's wondering exactly. if she was on. I love that. I love her. that,
1: the moving of the needle. That's like, hopefully we're moving needles day by day Just by day you now. yeah. Um, and Patia had a question. Cool. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to know how we can forgive ourselves on those days when we either didn't speak up or when we weren't as articulate as we would have liked. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I think that, I think we have to give ourselves permission to remember that we weren't ready. We weren't ready. Like I, I shared before, I have not always been this vocal. And I'm still honestly may not be the most vocal in every scenario. Because that's, you know, wh- where's your threshold? And what what does that look like? And I would say, Patia, start to pay attention to when you like, how are you now handling those situations? And what does that need to look like for you of How can you start to play with it? I always say this double dutch thing. How can you like, you know, double dutch and play with how comfortable am I today? Maybe I say the thing that is a little more uncomfortable than I would have done last time. How do I keep talking when my voice shakes? How do I step up now? And I think by being better, it starts to help us. I don't want to say erase from before because that's not true. But I think the, you know, you know better, you do better. So Mm -hmm. the more we know. The better we do, and I think we all grow in that process. So, I forgive yourself, girl, because we are human. Like
0: that's the thing; too.
1: we're <laughs> human. We're all. I all say uh, things. We're you know right. we're not we're not perfect. That's life.
0: And if you give, you know, I say you give your all every day and some days that looks like 120% and some days it looks like 50%, you know, some days you brush your teeth, other days you do full glam, you know, like, (laughs) it is just is, and it's all okay. Um, It's just all okay. So that leads into our final question. And i like to Mm -hmm. end with giving some, you know, uh, tips and tools on self care believe that um and unconventional ways of self-care that it goes beyond mani and petties. not that i don't love them but there's a lot more to self-care um than yeah. that um than the outer there's a lot of inner work do you have any tips that you can share
1: yeah so i actually <laughs> what my self-care looks like right now and i've been calling it my yeah. quarantine kit is it has really been honoring myself and as simple as that sounds, what that can look like is not answering text messages right away. Because I, you know, we we have this temptation. We think we have to respond right away. We have to give, give, give all the time. And I'm realizing that I need to make sure that I'm not giving as much all the time in a way that depletes me. So creating the container to just keep myself fueled. And that looks like not answering text messages at times. It looks like... Um, putting my phone down a lot more and having no phone time. Like you were sharing about, you know, eating a meal without looking at my phone, without looking at your phone, Um, going for walks and the things that are uncomfortable right now are pushing myself a little more physically. So I bought a yoga mat yesterday because I, I don't enjoy yoga, but I enjoy the benefit. I appreciate the benefit of it. So pushing myself to do things that are again, uncomfortable because yoga Yoga's surprisingly hard. <laughs> um, it is. <laughs> yoga's surprisingly hard. So doing those things that even though I don't necessarily want to do them, I'm choosing to do them because I understand and appreciate the benefit of them. So that's, and then the social media tapping out at times has been important, especially Facebook, because I've gone down some spirals. So those, those are things that have been important to me right now
0: awesome well thank you so much thank you thank yeah. you so much wise thank words you. and having these conversations Welcome. with you oh and, and if anybody else has any questions feel free or hit up um at danny dares or mm-hmm. myself as well um this will be yeah. on IGTV and now mm-hmm. on spotify Woo-woo. so i'll yeah, so it. we're a podcast now on Spotify, so carry us wherever you're going later today or anytime this weekend. <laughs> but catch up, and I really encourage everyone who's listening to have the courage to have one of those uncomfortable conversations. It takes practice, um, but like we said, there's lots of benefits and rewards and just involvement and transformation, and you, mm-hmm. you might be really surprised of what you learn and find out about somebody else so thank you thank you thank you Danny thank you so much Jackie
1: thank you for creating this space because it is important for us to keep having these Mm -hmm. conversations and it might for people who are watching it might look easy to just say oh well she does this thing every week but I just I applaud you and love how much effort you continually like continuously put into it like you want it to be good you want it to be meaningful and you put in the work to expand your audience and make it something even if you don't know what it looks like 10 years from now and I just feel like that's important. And I hope that you you feel that as well. So I wanted to say that I acknowledge that for you.
0: Thank you so much. That means a lot. Yeah. Oh, love you to death. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Just remember, tune in beyond small talk every Thursday 4 mm-hmm. o'clock hour right here live or catch us on IGTV or... Uh, Shop- uh, Shopify. Why I was going to say that? <laughs> Spotify. What the frick? Anyway, or YouTube. We're on YouTube, too, and if you want to catch yep. our faces and see how Do pretty things. Danny looks today. Check us out there, too. <laughs> Thank you so much. Bye.